three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight we have Kathleen Damien in the building. How are you doing tonight, Kathleen? Hi, Jan. I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Happy Monday. Um, I know it's not everyone's favorite day of the week, but uh, I hope yours is going well so far. <laughs> yes, Mondays always are. Actually, well, I think Mondays are a good way to start. But technically, some people see Sunday as their beginning of the week, which which is interesting as well. And you. there was quite a bit of hail today <laughs> in the weather, so it was really interesting. I got you. Um, you're based in the Bay Area, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hail is definitely rare for us. So and every time it happens, it's like a spectacle sometimes. But um, yeah. <laughs> for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we typically do a warm up first and then we'll jump into an icebreaker to cool things down. After that, we'll turn to the twist of the interview, which is the Wheel of Fate. And then after all that, we'll head to some closeout questions. Sound good to you, Kathleen? Yep, absolutely. For sure. So uh, before we go into the warm up, my first question, and I know I kind of asked you already, but um, how are you? You doing well? You doing great? How you been lately? That's a very nice question to start with. For sure. For sure. Um, I've been doing quite well. Um, it's uh, already almost March, which is crazy to me. It's already three months into 2023. Wow. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, <for real. laughs> But it's been going. Um, I've been working full time and in between working, I've just been doing some performances um, on the weekends or whenever throughout the week in between my nine to five job. And I think in general, like, Life has been pretty busy, pretty busy, um, pretty busy with events, um, just birthdays and just personal social outings. And yeah, there's just been a lot going on, keeping me busy. And I wish I did have more time to rest, but trying to make that more of a priority. <laughs> I got you. I got you um yeah busy good busy is good uh i think my first impression of you was as a singer right and then you gave me some more information um this morning about you know being a project manager is that correct yes <laughs> so you know i i feel like i'm in a similar boat where i have a daytime profession but also am you know working on my passions outside of work how do you balance that for yourself as far as you know having your nine to five and also music yeah I mean it's definitely hard to balance as you know as a creative like things just happen on a whim and it can get pretty crazy pretty fast so I'm just really lucky that my job allows me to work from home and is very flexible so I'm just really lucky um, in that aspect where I can choose to do uh, you know have my gigs on the side or um, even just be available for events, um, you know, in between the week, whether that's like on a weekend or sometimes like on a weekday. Um, I do try to plan ahead. So I block off time on my calendar and just make sure that, you know, if I have any important meetings coming up that I do prepare ahead of time so that I'm not bombarded with, you know, 
an excessive amount of things that I have to prepare um, in addition to just practicing and rehearsing my set uh, with the people that I'm going to be performing with, which is usually um, someone who plays guitar or piano because I unfortunately can't play any instruments myself. But um, yeah, it's just all in balance and just making sure that I have capacity like to be present and really give myself the full energy that I want to give during my performances. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I think balance is super key and um, just time management. Uh, and that's something I'm still working on. Me, <laughs> but I got you. Well, for sure. I do want to, you know, ask you more about music, but I'll save that for later on in the interview. Uh, we'll move on to the warm up. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, my first question for you in the warm up is. What would you like the audience to know about you? I would like the audience to know that I am a multifaceted person. <laughs> I, um, like, like I mentioned earlier, I'm into a lot of music, but I'm also involved in the community as well. I really like to just put myself out there and really kind of understand you know, the things that are happening locally in our community and really meet people from like all walks of life, like whether you're a creative or a photographer or an activist or whatnot, what have you. I really try to really connect with folks and really learn about them. So I kind of um, intertwine or integrate a lot of what I do as a creative, um, just I just try to connect it to what I do, like whether it's my work, um, I just try to connect all of that back into who I am as a person. So everything that I do, I try to make it aligned with who I am as a person. And although I am very introverted, I do have to kind of put more energy into obviously putting myself out there, whether that's like marketing or just like, um, participating in events and volunteering to be a host or even an ambassador for certain things, I feel like I have to find the courage and just really throw myself out there um, to really learn and grow as uh, someone who is more on the reserve side. So I really try to do my best to do that, but I also try to do that try to do that authentically whenever I can as well got you I know that that must be tough for introverts I mean I, I didn't realize <laughs> I was an introvert until recently or like my whole life I you know I took personality quizzes and uh, I right. always <laughs> ended up being an extrovert on those but I will admit that sometimes when I answer those things like I think it's true for most people but you try to answer who you want to be or who you think you are. Right. And uh, I, yeah. always, <laughs> I always thought I was a person who was extroverted. But after receiving feedback from friends and family, they're like, nah, you, <laughs> you're 100% introverted. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> like this whole time, I thought I was some, something yeah. else. 
but um, I got you. So being involved in the community as you are and being introverted, I can only imagine because I think that's one of the big reasons why I haven't gotten involved as much is because, you know, Mm -hmm. I'd rather be at home and trying to like help out from (laughs) from my room. But yeah, I need to. Yeah, I mean, you could still do a lot from home. Like, that's the beauty of it is you can do so much in the comfort of your own home now. Like, that's an advantage that we have um, over, you know, those in the past like they totally had to like do everything in person like you know if you wanted to listen to someone's music they would have physical (laughs) mixtapes and Mm. now you can just send it with a link so it's crazy how we take that for granted sometimes for sure for sure i mean i don't i don't want to age you out but for myself i am turning 33 this year so i remember burning cds and trying to pass them out on the streets and it was very different from just sending a link to somebody (laughs) Uh, right uh, i wanted to also ask about your community work and what do you think is probably like one of the bigger issues that you've you know had to work on or been involved with as far as like you know working with the community uh, so to clarify, like you're asking, what is the biggest obstacle that I've had to do? Or are you saying like, what is the most like hot topic or maybe controversial thing that I've tried to like bring more awareness to? <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, what I mean is uh, right now, currently, as you know, you're in touch with the community more. What are like some of the issues or you could just speak on one issue that you feel like mm-hmm. is most, I guess, trying to figure out the right word for it but something that we should address more or you know kind of like work towards a little bit i guess more for everyone else who isn't doing anything for the community right now gotcha um i think one of the biggest issues is definitely like um equality and the stop asian hate i mean it's not just within you know the asian community of course it's for any minority it's just very hard it's very hard to you know make it very like easy to understand for those who are not in the minority group i feel like it's very difficult as a person of color or just in any minority group to bring about you know the issues that are at hand but most of the time obviously it's not due to the people but it's due to the systems that are set up so it's very hard and very difficult to you know advocate for that position and stance when others already have their preconceived you know uh, opinions on certain things and it's very hard for them to change their position on what they believe is right so i think that's one of the biggest issues that we have at least you know in present day and i mean we do have a lot of improvements i would say um at least where the youth are actually really um, strong advocates and are actually speaking out and attending these events even setting up the events um and taking that initiative so i give props to a lot of the folks who are actually doing the active work to help um you know empower and um, have our voices be heard in th- those types of issues and it's very difficult but again what we need to do is unite instead of divide and i think that we do have the potential to do that it's just it's going to take a lot more work and a lot more um, community to to do that for sure for sure and um as far as 
like the the conversation around these issues you you feel like in your experience people have been open to just talking about it versus you know being really shut down about it like ah no, I don't want to hear what you have to say <laughs> yeah how, how do you feel yeah. that experience has been um at least for me and my personal experience I think people are a lot more receptive to it than in the past um like for example like even when I just bring it up with like my parents um I feel like they're a lot more willing to listen especially when I say that you know this is something important like this is affecting people in our future generations so I think that people are actually a lot more open to uh, bringing the topic about and really just engaging in these types of conversations um, than we were in the past. So I think that's definitely a win. <laughs> I got you. I got you. shout out to your folks because not not every like generation or older generations are open to new ideas, right? Some of them are very... Right. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Well, th- thank you for sharing. Um, we'll move yeah, on absolutely. To- move on to the second question in the warm-up which is how would you like to be honored so to frame this question it's sort of like if you were to move away right and your friend, family or friends were like oh we want to do something for your birthday in the, in in respect to kathleen well what would yeah. you ask them to do <laughs> i think well one of the very first things that comes out is i would love them to try to um, do some type of fundraiser and um, dedicate that to a specific cause. And I did do something like that recently for my birthday um, with the previous guest, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle oh, DeCarlos. That's what's up. And um, yeah, so um, in that similar route, I would really love my my family, my friends, my loved ones to throw an event and just make sure that um, we're able to have like performers or just anything that can help celebrate um, and give back to a certain cause, whether it's like mental health advocacy, which is one of the things that I really try to advocate for, um, or just like giving back um, to those in need. I feel like doing a fundraiser or a benefit show or something like that um, would be how I'd like to be honored in the future. <laughs> I got you. Is there a specific org or cause that, you know, you would really want them to know? Be like, this is the one. <laughs> That's hard. I mean, there's a lot of really good ones out there. But again, um, because mental health is something that I hold dear to my heart, it would be um, the Filipino Mental Health Initiative of San Francisco, which I have uh, fundraised for in the past. I got you. I got you. For sure. Now we know. Now we know. And uh, <laughs> my last question for you in the warm up is on a scale from one to 10, how well do you know yourself? I would say, at least at this point in my life, I would probably give it a six just because, you know, um, I'm still in my late 20s so there is still a lot for me to experience at this point in my life and a lot to learn and um, you know I continue to evolve and learn about myself as you know the years go by and it's crazy because I I reflect on you know the things that I've been able to do thus far just like in the past year and it's crazy to me how much I have grown um, when you really like look back at it but you don't realize it you know when it's happening um but 
all the way from like my childhood through high school through college and then now just like navigating this world as an adult it's it's been very humbling <laughs> just um, trying to unlearn a lot of the things that you know I have um, you know like trauma and just like relationships and just trying to figure out really like who am I at the root um, it's been a journey definitely <laughs> but um, I would definitely say I have grown you know throughout those years so far but I look forward to seeing how I evolve in the next 10 20 years as uh, even more an adult <laughs> I got you I got you uh, what would you say is where when was the last time you surprised yourself where you're like oh snap I can do that or like that's me now <laughs> Uh, yeah, do you have a example of that? I think, I guess, where um, one of the pivotal moments was just like sometime last year, um, I was finally able to purchase my own home with my mom. Um, so I'm just very blessed because I, you know, me and my mom, she's been, she's a single mother. Um, so it's been like, we would always live in a, an apartment for like, Every year, like, we would move to a new apartment. So, you know, it's been um, very, it's just such a blessing that we have our own place now. Like, I don't have to worry about, oh man, like, I don't have to move all of these things every year. Like, it's very tiring, especially when, like, um, you're on, like, a third floor or something and there's no elevator. But I think that was one of the pivotal moments where I was like, wow, like, I, we have come so far. <laughs> um, like I'm doing big girl things now. Um, I'm able to work. I'm able to just um, support myself financially. And I'm able to make these decisions and just really um, go for things that I don't think I would have been able to do. Um, or think this would have not have been imaginable at, like when I was a kid. Like I would not have seen myself in this position at this point in my life already like it, it it's really crazy it's incredible <laughs> i got you i got you and uh congratulations that's a crazy milestone thank you <laughs> um, that's something i'm still i'm working on to be honest i am in the apartment with my parents still right now yeah and i'm trying yeah. to make that dream happen um but yeah you you mentioned this is not where your younger self would have seen yourself at this point in life um do you remember do you remember what you had thought you would be at at this point as a as a young one oh man <laughs> <laughs> like as a kid i feel like or you know when i would write in my diary back then in elementary school um i would probably think that at this point in my life i would be married i would have kids you know the whole the whole uh, American dream type type of situation, um, but now you know, like putting just everything in perspective, um, I don't think that you know there is a specific timeline to do all of that, and um, it's just you know if it happens, it happens. Um, so I'm not really in that type of mindset anymore, where like oh I have to achieve this type of goal by this time because this is what society has deemed is normal. Like I've learned to like let go of that kind of mindset and just really try to um, appreciate you know what what is happening right now in the present and kind of um, you know try to build my goals off of where I am now and like what I think 
is going to be feasible for me or realistic like in the next year or two instead of like 10 to 20 years from now because things will change and I have learned that there will be curveballs <laughs> so um, no matter how much you plan you know it's always going to go another way sometimes so I've learned how to kind of expect that <laughs> in life. I hear you. yeah no I got you um, yeah, the American dream for sure. I thought I would have been retired by 35, which <laughs> back in the day. I uh, wish too. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I, a part of me thinks the American American dream has changed uh, for this new generation, right? I think maybe back when we were younger, it was settling down at this time. But right. I, don't, I don't think I work with high school kids and um, I don't think high schoolers want to settle down anymore <laughs> or they Mm-mm, they want to no. have adventures. Yeah. <laughs> they um, want to travel. They want to do all the things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, I, you know, I think the dream as far as occupation is probably the, the YouTuber kind of person or, um, you know, some kind of influencer where you're getting paid to just live your life and, and have fun sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that'd <laughs> Which, be nice. <laughs> for any kids listening, it's it's going to be tough to, to hit that reality if, if it doesn't work out. Um, but nah, <laughs> I got you. Well, thank you, Kathleen. And um, at this point, we're going to jump into the icebreaker. So uh, for this icebreaker... You will have 34 seconds to either do a this or that or a word association. Which one do you feel like you're feeling more? A this or that or word association? I think this or that. <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, and then just just a heads up, I will follow follow up with a couple of your answers, all right? <laughs> um, Sounds good. <laughs> here we go. In three, two, one night or morning night regret or doubt doubt pause time or rewind time pause time underestimated or overestimated overestimate education or experience experience growth or security growth show or tell be embarrassed or be afraid be embarrassed gotcha gotcha for sure um and the ones i want to follow up with is first you said for pause time or rewind time you said pause time why did you lean towards pause time i lean towards pausing time because i feel like when you're in a moment that you want to kind of sit in more like like you know for example like if you go to a concert and you just you really want to stay in that moment for a second and just like wow like this one was my favorite song um and this one really resonated with me I'd like to pause that just so I could sit with it a little bit longer and just really like go through all my emotions and feel what I'm feeling at that moment of time Whereas if you rewind time, I feel like, I don't know, the time has already passed. So I don't want to focus on what has already happened, but I want to focus more on what's happening now. Um, if that makes sense. No, that does make sense. And if uh, 
if the movies of time travel taught me anything is that if you go back in time you're gonna mess up everything uh, when, you, right. when you come back so uh no you're right i didn't think the about it yeah, exactly um and okay so you had mentioned maybe at a concert where there's a song that you wanted to pa- just pause time in um was there an experience like that for you like maybe a, a favorite concert where a song was just hitting different um is there one that comes to mind or is that too much to think about <laughs> Um, I mean, the one that uh, really stands out to me was um, I went to a Hillsong concert back in college during my college days, and the one worship song called "Oceans." You're, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's one of it's a popular worship song that just the lyrics just really like hit me like a flood. <laughs> so whenever you. I sing that, like the bridge, it just builds, the intensity just builds. As the song goes on, it sometimes it just makes me want to cry. <laughs> so I, no, I, I know feel like mean. that one was um, one of my memorable um, concerts or shows, but I mean, I'm pretty sure there's more. I've just been to way too many concerts that I can remember right now. <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Um, you said it was called Oceans? Yes, oceans. All right, all right. Just so I know to, to look it up later. And um, you said for be embarrassed or be afraid. What was your answer again? Be embarrassed. Well, why be embarrassed? I feel like embarrassment is just something that everybody goes through. And like, I feel like if you can't laugh about something that you did in that moment, like you're just taking yourself too seriously. Like, it's okay to be embarrassed. It's okay to make mistakes. Um, I mean, everybody has that, like everybody has that moment where they're embarrassed, but I feel like um, being embarrassed is something I'd rather experience rather than being afraid because fear is something that prevents you from doing something and I don't want to, you know, live in fear. So I'd rather be embarrassed. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. I'm working on that for sure. Um, I think being embarrassed is something you just gotta get used to especially if you've been avoiding it a lot in your life um where you're not you're not used to the feeling um but once you get used to the feeling it's like okay it's not the end of the world it doesn't it's not as scary as i I thought it'd be right Um, yeah it it takes a while to get used to like everybody is of course scared of being vulnerable or making that you know like little mistake or making a fool out of yourself but once you do it it's like eh, like you can get over it <laughs> like it's funny to laugh at i hear you uh, do you still get stage fright or not nah, that that's something you're always over. always <laughs> <laughs> i always get stage fright and i still make mistakes um no matter how many times i perform like i forget lyrics that's one of my biggest weaknesses as a performer is i forget and stress about lyrics all the time <laughs> i s- I used to write, or I, my first dream was to be a rapper, and I could never remember my lyrics, and it kind of sucked. Because people would always be like, oh, freestyle right now. And I'd be like, oh, I can't. <laughs> like, I got to pull out my phone, look at my notes. And, no, no. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, I, I no, never came easy to me. that's normal. <laughs> I, I'll be jealous, you though. You can still be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, very very low-key. Uh, but, yeah, maybe maybe... I'll be known as the podcaster that raps versus the rapper that podcasts. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but not for sure. I'm all for it. <laughs> I appreciate it. One day, if I ever do, you know, am able to have a studio, and I do want to bring all my musical guests 
come through just so like you know fundraiser ish or something where like i can put people on or give them a stage to just perform so keep that in mind if you do enjoy the vibe yeah definitely <laughs> for sure um all right well we made it to the twist of the interview which is the wheel of fate um and then Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you for that uh and it looks like it's not popping up so that's very unfortunate let me see if i can figure this part oh out. no technical difficulties it's the worst it's the worst um nah, i just gotta work through it if it works or not but if yeah, it doesn't you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see it though right like it pops up and then just disappears like that uh, yeah very odd <laughs> it's all good i will try one more time and Uh, it looks like we're gonna have to shut down the wheel like the physical wheel but i will still spin it mm -hmm. and i'll let you know what number you get um so let me go do Sounds that good. all right so it's spinning it's spinning and your first number is number eight uh so I I feel like did you get a chance to look at the questions before coming on today? I didn't because I wanted to be surprised. <laughs> okay, for sure. Uh, so these these are uh, pretty deep. I would consider them. And if there's anyone that's too too deep or something you don't want to talk about, feel free to pass, and I'll just give it another spin. Mm -hmm. uh, but this one is: Have you ever hit rock bottom? And mm. you know what kind of led you to that place? If you don't mind sharing. Uh, and how did it feel yeah. to get out of here? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely hit rock bottom, you know, a couple of times in my life, especially just, um, you know, as I got older, I felt like because there's just a lot that you feel like you have pressure to do, right? Um, so I feel like one of the times that I've experienced rock bottom was definitely after high school and just um, going into college I felt like there was just a lot of decisions like you know what school do I go to and all of that um, so at the time like senior year of high school I felt like man like why didn't I get to this certain school mm. you know it was my dream school and I felt like man like I should have done more and then you know um, along with my own self um, doubt of, of just like not making it into my dream school like you add you know your parents uh, you know um, uh, expectations their, or, yeah. yeah their expectations on like oh like you didn't get into that school like that's not good enough so you know all of that kind of stuff um, before going into the college that I um, ended up at like I felt like I wasn't at the point in my life where um like i thought i wouldn't be able to succeed um or just like do good with you know the options that i had um at that time and i didn't really have access or resources to mental health at that time so you know i had a lot of very just um like suicidal thoughts but um i never acted upon it but you know um the thing that really helped me get out of that, um, along with, of course, like support from my family and my friends at the time, um, was just a lot of prayer. And um, I was very spiritual at that time, um, went to church a lot. And um, I felt like 
um, during one of my breakdowns where I was just in my room crying in the middle of the night, um, I just felt like I heard, you know, some like voice just telling me like, you know, um, you're doing, you know, the best that you can. And like, regardless of, you know, um, the expectations that are placed on you, like, you deserve to be here, like you're here on this um, this earth for a purpose. So um, I think that, you know, those conversations and just being strong in my in my faith um, really um, helped me get out of that dark place at that time. And I wouldn't have changed it because um, it really just really, it helped me um, just really dig deeper um with my faith um but as well as just um really um learn more about um how i deal with my mental health which is just like i really learned that i need to um not bottle everything up because it's not healthy at all it's not healthy to isolate um and keep these feelings to myself so um i definitely talked it out with you know some friends and um have that had that support system and that's when i also went back into journaling which is something that really helps me uh, reflect on my thoughts and just everything that goes on in my mind and my head and um, writing it out really was a great way for me to release, you know, things that were happening in my head. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Um, in, in a way, when when I was writing music, too, it, it felt like that was my journaling uh, expression. You know, it's not so much uh, like I, I tried even to this day. I try to journal and never consistent someone says you don't have to be it's like really when you need it and you should turn to it um but for you has music been you know a way to kind of help with that expression or do you kind of mm -hmm. keep those two realms separate and you know you have different personas for each um i would say right now um they're kind of separate like i haven't really been able to channel like my writing into music just yet which is probably one of my um areas of improvement for me as a musician like i'm probably not ready to be that vulnerable when it comes to like making my music um into my story um but that is one of the things that i would like to you know, work on and improve on as a musician. Like, I really do want to get my music out, my original music, but be able to um, really share my story and about all my experiences and who I am as a person. I feel like that's one of the things that's missing about uh, my music is I haven't been able to put that out there yet, but hopefully soon. <laughs> You'll definitely get there. And I think the the results are gonna, you know, maybe surprise you again. You know, you know, it just turns out to be like yeah. some of your best stuff. Um, and then you talked about, you know, having that support system with friends and family. Uh, mm -hmm. I love my friends and my homies. Y'all, y'all know that. It is still difficult for me to to open up fully. I would say. Or yeah, like really no, I talk, get it. <laughs> talk about it. yeah. So, yeah. Was there a way? How did you break down that? If if you had to or was it all good with your friends first or did you kind of have to address it and be like hey y'all i need help and can y'all just listen to me without like 
trying to i want to say be judgmental but without mm-hmm. <laughs> without changing the way you see me i feel like that's that's what yeah is what in, is my mind like if i say all these things they're gonna look at me differently and i don't want that but yeah how was your experience with right that? Yeah, I think for me, like even just reaching out and like bringing it up was something very difficult in the beginning. Like, it's not something that I would normally have done. Like, when I was, you know, at that age, I felt like I would have been really scared to just even initiate the conversation and reach out. Um, but you know, luckily for me, like with the group of friends that I was able to share that with like they were always um they were willing to listen and just um really be there to support me um like not having to really like give me advice but just know that I just wanted to have a way to express like everything that I was feeling and um just have all my thoughts heard like out loud and just for them to have a listening ear like that really helped and I feel like um yeah they were very supportive in that way just um being there to listen to my venting (laughs) and what have you um and not really have to offer solutions but I mean um they did anyways (laughs) um so you know they they were able to you know kind of walk me through like you know what am I thinking like what's happening like how can we help you and things like that for sure for sure uh, shout out to the homies as well uh, I think I'll give the wheel another spin and uh, I'll let you know thank you for sharing though I know it's not always easy to yeah. talk about <laughs> these things uh, number 14 is how could you be kinder to yourself oh man <laughs> I could be kinder to myself in a lot of ways um, because as you know like as a creative as a Filipino American second generation that's you know I'm second generation Filipino um like I just feel like I criticize myself all the time and Mm. I feel like I hold myself up to such a standard where like I feel like I can't even start something because I want it to be like that good (laughs) um so I feel like in that way I definitely need to um be more lenient and like be more accepting and be more um or be willing to give myself more grace for the the things that i'm doing like um i don't give myself a lot a lot of credit for what i do um on a day-to-day basis and i feel like it's because of the imposter syndrome that i have um it's just where my mind is naturally just because I always feel like I have to do things a certain way or make it sound a certain way like when it comes to my music which is also one of the things that I'm working on <laughs> like I always um have so many takes and then when it comes to like picking the best one it's like I could have done better so I feel like my imperfection um is something that I need to give myself more grace for um I don't did that answer the question? <laughs> no, no, you definitely did. You definitely did. Okay. Um nah, I, I I hear I hear you. I think, you know Yeah, do you ever have those moments when like maybe you share songs with friends and family and you just can't be in the room? Or like you have to be mm. like, Oh listen to this yeah. and I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Uh it is hard. It is hard. Uh 
and for this inner critic that you have right um how far back do you think that kind of developed for you like is there a, a time or age where you just started being aware and started like kind of second guessing yourself i can speak from my experience i think that voice started around 12 years old for some oh, reason wow. for some reason i think 11 and younger was all like you know sunshine <laughs> and yeah. rainbows for me and then for some reason at 12 things had just shifted and i started to be really aware of like why am i here and what's my purpose in life so for for you uh where do, when do you feel like that that voice kind of just started started to appear i think i mean i mean it's possible that it did start somewhere in elementary school as well for me just mm. because i had so much inner monologue like and just um being active with writing it in my diary kind of served as a purpose for me to like be free to express myself and like my thoughts openly so i feel like um i did read it like a couple of years ago and i i was like shook by like wow like i was very um coherent <laughs> at a young mm. age like like the things that i would talk about or write about were things that i didn't expect like elementary school me would even be able to do so i think also yeah i would i would agree and say it was pretty at a pretty young age for me like where i was self-aware and like realized man i second guess myself like even on tests and exams like i always second guess myself and change my answer i'm like man why did i change that last minute <laughs> i definitely take an essay over multiple choice every time because i feel like yeah, I, mess up less. <laughs> um, I always would take a free form yeah. over multiple choice <laughs> because you can explain yourself you can argue for you can support your answers but in multiple choice there's only one answer <laughs> i hate it <laughs> and it could it could be a it could be b <laughs> right <laughs> depending on how you per perceive the question and, right. uh, <laughs> for sure for sure um you mentioned inner mo monologue right and mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like it happens people listen to it more as they get older that's what i want to believe but i think there are still people who don't have one and i'm pretty jealous yeah. of them <laughs> yeah like i was on twitter and like i saw something you know about the same topic that we just mentioned and it's crazy to me that some people don't have that inner voice when they're reading something it's like what it's silent like how does that that's crazy to me but very interesting that um some people cannot hear like their own voice or other people's voices when they read something because for me like when i read like my friends texts or something like i always hear it in their voice and like their laugh like how they would react to it um so it's very interesting that some people cannot hear their own voice or even see visually like things when they think about something like oh yeah think of an apple that's red like for some people they can't do that and that's very interesting <laughs> yeah yeah i wish uh you know for any folks who do think that way if you want to talk about it I i'm curious about it as well uh i think i attribute that stuff for me is i, I grew up as an only child and I felt like oh yeah me too so <laughs> <Only job. laughs> all those like just alone time I think that's where mm -hmm. that voice kind of developed right um right. so yeah all the only children out there that's that's gang right there for sure <laughs> we all kind of understand that <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but yeah no it is a trip um 
and I had another point, but I forgot. So we'll move All on. Good. <laughs> we'll move on to the and one more spin. I think we got time for one more. Uh, we have about okay, yeah. 15 minutes left in the interview, and I just want to thank you again for making time for this. I hope you're having fun. Thank you also. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, I have number 33 for you, and um, number 33 is what do you miss? Is there anything? It doesn't have to be a person. It could be, you know, just something that you miss from childhood or doesn't have to be child you know what i mean <laughs> but is there anything that you miss right now i one of the things that comes to mind is i just miss the uh the careful the careful the carefree um aspect of just being a kid and just doing things on whim and just not really having to think about the things that you want to do you just do it and don't really think about it and I feel like that's something that I wish I could do a lot more now instead of just like having so much anxiety and stress over trying to decide whether to do something or not and just do it. Like if it brings you joy, just do it as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, of course. But um, I feel like that's a, a mindset that I, I miss, you know, just as a child, just being so carefree and innocent and yeah. <laughs> No, for sure. I have, I work with a lot of kids with the, you know, I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, I wish I could be like that again. <laughs> like, right. I have, or I even have to just, care. <laughs> like their honesty. It's crazy. It's funny. <laughs> oh, they are so blunt. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they have me laughing all day. It's a, it's really a blessing just to, to hear them speak the truth. Um, right. <laughs> very curious too, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know how like little little kids, you know, like young kids, they'll ask you why, 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 why every time. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, but these, I guess, teenagers, they'll ask me why, but they'll really listen to like what I'm gonna say because if I don't say mm. the right thing, they're gonna challenge me and to be like, oh no, you're right. wrong, or you said this yesterday, now you're switching up on me, you're so, oh so, no, <laughs> so you're fake, and I'm like, ah not like that but uh no <laughs> i got you i do miss that too and although i won't necessarily frame it as being carefree i just feel like the what they're worried about is and i'm not trying to downplay what they worry about but it is you know more kid stuff than it is adulting and once you're right. <laughs> once you're worrying about adulting then yeah. you know i feel like we will connect on a much more deeper level <laughs> but yeah yeah <laughs> i got you um, all right. Well, we made it to the closeout questions. But before that, there is one more exercise I would like to present to you. Um, it's called the 34th mantra. Right. Uh, so got to close your eyes for this one. <laughs> uh, all right. So you're closing your eyes. Imagine that you are in the forest. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you're just walking along. You find yourself deep in the middle of the forest and you just have this urge to just, you know, yell pretty much you want to scream you want to yell um and i have this phrase for you which is i am mm -hmm. i can i will so i am blank i can blank i will blank think about how you would answer that um as you're in the forest and you're about to yell it out mm. and uh whenever you're ready feel free to open your eyes all right so um here you are in the forest uh, feel free to tell us who you are, what you can do, 
gonna do? I don't have to yell, right? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You don't have to. Don't have to. Okay. That was just for the uh, imagination. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first one, I'd say, I am strong. I can succeed, and I will thrive. Sure, sure. I got you. And um, if you ever need a reminder. You have this audio audio clip of yourself just telling telling you exactly who you are, what you're gonna do, what you can do. But yeah, thank you for participating. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so here we go with the closeout questions. Um, my first closeout question for you is from my previous guest. So shout out to Mia. Uh, Mia's question for you is: What is one food that takes you back to a wholesome childhood memory? Ooh, food that brings me back to wholesome childhood memory. I'm trying to think. Take your time. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, I would say, is very random. It's the McDonald's big breakfast, the deluxe one. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Why is that? And when I was younger like no I froze am I back you're back oh I, I hear you you're good Ooh. okay there we go oh I keep freezing on my a little bit a little bit <laughs> I hear you I hear you I was gonna see uh maybe give it like five seconds just let's count to five and I'm like <laughs> maybe. freezing though I got you oh no oh. <laughs> We're almost at the end. Why are you doing? <laughs> One, two. You hear me? Oh man, I can hear you. Uh, you want to just uh, try to hop out of the room and hop back in? It's up to you. I don't, we don't gotta. All right. Is it working? I think you're good. <laughs> I, I think you're good. I think you're good. Uh, but okay. McDonald's Big Breakfast Deluxe. Yeah, uh, yes. why that came from. Um, I think when I was in elementary school, I would always leave very early because my parents would have to go to work. So I'd always get to school like super early, like maybe 30 minutes. So um, I would just, um, I think I would go to McDonald's with, you know, my dad or my mom. I'd order it and then I would eat it in the car, just like in the parking lot of school before school. I went off into on campus <laughs> and um yeah i just remember that very distinctly like mcdonald's was my go-to um throughout elementary through high school because it was just very close to my school and i would just go there for my go-to snack or meal <laughs> i got you uh when's the last time you had that deluxe breakfast I actually don't remember. <laughs> I've probably been a minute. I feel you. I, I, yeah. I know I used to have it all the time too. So, and I just, when you brought it up, I was like, damn, I haven't had it in a yeah. long time. <laughs> but I got you for sure. And uh, second to last question is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions? Yes. Um, this question comes from actually one of my friends who um, who has a monthly journaling prompts that she creates on her own. Her name is Binks, so shout out to you, Binks. 
Um, and the question that um, that I wanted to share was, if there was one trait of yours that could be seen as a positive and a negative, what would that trait be? And please explain. For sure, I am writing this down. If there was one trait of yours that could be seen as a negative and a positive, right? Yes, so it has to be both. <laughs> but it's okay. only one trait. I got you. Um, this is interesting. Uh, I do like taking this. It I like is. answering this last question. So <laughs> give me a second uh, to reflect. Um, yeah, of course. It's a hard question. It stumped me when my friend asked me that. It was the first question during that month, which was November. And it took me a while to figure out my answer. <laughs> I got you. And I, this is just me off the top of my head. And maybe it's because I've been thinking about it a little bit more lately. Um, so... I'm the kind of person who wants to, you know, kind of dedicate my life to the world, right? Like I want to work with kids in the morning and talk to people and interview them at night. Um, and I hope I can build something in the future that really is in service of the community and the people in the world. So that being a positive in my mind, I can also see how much of a negative it can be because it's taking up a lot of my time. You know, a lot of time I could be spending with my family or my friends or, or my girlfriend, you know, it's, it's and I think for some folks, like I wish I could be there for my godsons and goddaughters more often. Um, but then I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I have time to edit things or I have to, you know, create this new format or try to keep expanding on the dream and the goal. And yeah, so for me, I feel like that's been my my issue you know um it's just been do i have enough time to do everything i want to do and be there for everybody i want to be for be there for um so yeah i don't know i feel like depending on who you ask you can add some people might say i'm doing a good job of balancing everything and other people mm -hmm. might be like nah you, we need like the people around me probably might need me more but i'm very like mm -hmm. i need to go change the world type stuff and yeah. Right. It's uh it's been hard to to come to that realization and kind of just really be like, is that okay with me to to feel that mm. way or like to really question those things? And I just hope more so that my friends, family understand versus, you know, hoping that the rest of the world understands. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah, so great question. Yeah. I would uh I'm definitely looking forward to the, the next guest who has to answer this uh and if, you're doing you, great either way <laughs> thank you i appreciate that kathleen um do you mind sharing what you had come up with because it is a very Man, deep question i don't quite remember i feel like it was in the um the realm of i think it was something about just being such a giving person or a loving person that um you know, it could be seen as a negative and a positive just because um, just being so um, so much of a giver or an empath, like just it drains a lot of energy and sometimes you don't give it to the right people or things. And it um, but on the other end of things like I like to, you know, with the life that I have, like you don't know, like you know, when your last day is like, I just feel like, um, because I love so much and I give so much 
like in the end I feel like it's what I would have wanted to do like um I don't regret you know the anything that I give in my energy to so I think that would be one of the things is just being an over giver or over lover if that makes sense no, loving too much <laughs> No, for sure. And I don't think a lot of people love enough. So I think you got to, I would say, you know, that's a good problem to have. <laughs> uh, mm. even, even though it is draining, don't, please don't sacrifice your happiness and your self-care right. for other folks. Uh, but yeah. And my last question for you, the question that ties everything together is 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like them to know? Or what would you like to tell them? All right, um, future descendants. <laughs> I really hope that um, you live your life to the fullest. And I really hope that you continue to break down barriers and um, continue to heal through intergenerational trauma and um, just really um, do things that will make you happy and fulfill you and just always do good for the world and for the people. Do what you can, share your blessings. And I hope that um, my descendants get to connect and learn about my history, um, whether that's like my family in the Philippines, my family here in America and the US. Um, I hope that you all have what you need to thrive and survive and but not only that like I want you to to be able to reach your dreams and do it all in love so I really hope that years from now that that's the case <laughs> we got you they hear you they hear you and um any last things you'd like to add before we head out head out of here like plug your music in where can people find your stuff pretty much yeah um thank you again so much for having me on this podcast it's very introspective so i really like that aspect of it <laughs> um and thank you all to those who are listening or watching um my name is kathleen damien um you can find me on spotify my single la la land is out with izzle and it's also on apple music as well uh, my stage name or artist name is kat k-a-t and i have oh yeah um i have a couple of things coming up um i am hosting at opal social club in downtown mountain view this friday and we're having agent Raphael as our special performance <laughs> so i'm looking forward to that and um next month in march i will be performing on sunday march 12th for my friends um vibes market and it is like a pop-up vintage market. It will be indoor in Newark, California. So I hope you can come through. I believe it's free admission where we'll have a lot of other talented musicians and amazing small businesses that I hope you can support if you're in the area. Um, you can find me on Will Kathleen on all social media handles as well. I really appreciate, again, the time that we had together today and I, Hope that all your listeners have a wonderful day, have a blessed month, and just flourish. 
thank you for the vibes, Kathleen. I don't think all my guests thank the audience as well. So I want to thank you for sending out that good energy into the universe. Uh, I want to thank the folks out there. If you watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're checking this out, definitely appreciate your time to get to know us. Uh, so please remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. And Thank then... You. Uh,